Welcome to We Wine Podcast. We're your hosts, Maritza and Melinda. And guys, today we have a very, very special episode. Um, it's entitled Finding Your Beauty. I know a lot of us struggle with that. Uh, you know, even the most beautiful person, I think, struggles with finding their own beauty because there's a lot of insecurities. So um, today we have a special guest, uh, a very good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I like to say, uh, you know, we go a little bit back and uh, her name's Christy and we're going to share a little bit of her story and how she's actually an amazing photographer, guys, for anybody who's seen my post with the good photos. <laughs> she's the one's taking them for me. Um, so I'm going to let her introduce herself a little bit. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Christy Kayola. Um, I have been a photographer now for almost three years, um, but before that I was a makeup artist uh, for about 12 or 13 years before I switched I started at 18 years old and I was just young and kind of dumb and naive and went for an industry that was a little um intense I guess uh very focused on beauty I was in um commercial with brands doing makeup for brands um specifically I found myself in fitness hair and makeup um because it kind of fit my aesthetic I kind of grew up with two older brothers and Becoming a makeup artist was sort of contrary to kind of what I had always been um, because I was a little rough and tumble. My mom was very also kind of rough and tumble, and I had very little kind of female influence in terms of hair and makeup. Uh, I thought girls in high school that had really straight hair just, like, were born with it. Like, I didn't really know that they had a flat iron until I was maybe a sophomore. (laughs) I I had, you know, fortunately, then I had older girlfriends that started introducing me to makeup, and I found it very fascinating because... I'd always been an artist and I had taken private art lessons and he, he laughed at me one day because he's like, what do you plan to do with this? And I was like, I'll just be an artist. And he's like, no, you're not going to make any money as an artist. You can find something else to do. And so I realized that there was art in makeup and I wanted to try and make that, you know, my thing. And I did. And I kind of was very awkward in it at first. Um, I started in fashion and I'm not a fashionable person. I still am not. And I, I thought maybe I would get it, you know, like. Uh, hold on, hold on. I want to beg to differ, guys. Because if you go on her Instagram, her shots are like on point, even with the fashion of what you choose. But if you notice, <laughs> it's so simple. Like if people start adding wardrobe, like there's a reason. I mean, more than just one reason yeah. I shoot nude or mostly nude. But mostly because if you start adding clothes, I'm like, I'm like, it's fine. Like, it looks fine. Or maybe it doesn't look fine. I don't know. I know how to make it look fine. So I try to keep it as simple, simple. as possible. Okay. Because I also have very high standards. I've been in an industry where I know when it looks absolutely right. And if it looks even a little off or if even the fashion is old styles, yeah. it, it just doesn't register. It kind of takes the whole image down a notch or a few notches. So... I kind of just, I like to keep it simple because I know the workings of my brain and that's not where I shine. I'm not fashionable. But but I tried, I tried and I, I, I remember like being on sets and it was like these big, like they were like, just take the makeup and like smear it. And I'm like, yeah, is this right? Nothing registered for me. None of that registered. And I thought I would like get it. I thought it would eventually come to me and it really never did. But I exploded when I found fitness makeup and- it's because I always had this lighter, effortless beauty touch and realized that that's kind of where my voice is and always was. Mm. And um, so I got hired endlessly for fitness magazines and fitness brands and with fitness photographers because they would try and hire makeup artists who would just 
over glam up a model and we're talking, you know, fitness. That's not really how anybody exists in fitness, not even in a fake fitness, you know, in a magazine, (laughs) like not even when we're trying to fake it. Um, So that's kind of really where my career exploded. And I had finally reached the top when I had set out um, to be a makeup artist. I set three goals for myself. I wanted to work with celebrities. I wanted my work in a magazine and I wanted an agency. And nice. Some of those took way longer than others, and I had finally gotten an agency. I worked with Reebok and New Balance, and I had, you know, magazine tears for days at that point. I was working for Muscle and Fitness Magazine and a few others, and I kind of just had this sort of restless feeling. Like, I I wanted more. I had always been a big part of photo shoots. I had great relationships with the photographers I worked with, um, and they always let me kind of be more of a part you know if it was wardrobe I was always pinning things or I was um having an influence they'd be like well what do you think and I'm like well I don't don't like that like I always had an opinion like I could know if it doesn't look right but I can't make it I can't like add things to make it um and so it it meant a lot to me that they trusted me with that and um but when I got to higher levels I was on the set of Freebach and I'll never forget it was like a two-day shoot and for the whole two days the photographer just called me makeup and he would just be like makeup Whenever he needed me, and I'm like, I have a yeah, name. Yeah. And I, and I, I'm <laughs> I like, am I a feel, person. Yeah, like, I feel like I have an important role here. Like, yeah. I know that, like, makeup is in, you know, it's, we're kind of like the bottom of the totem pole at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, which is so strange to think about, because if the makeup is bad, like, you could be an amazing photographer. Yeah. And the whole image is jacked. Like, the, it's ruined. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of my final straw. That was, like, mid-September, and I opened my studio October 1st. Yeah. And I was done. I was... But it comes on the back end of a lot of kind of planning and processing. Like I had, I just went through my old work to see when I had really started trying. And it was 2018. Mm. The this year before I had opened my studio, I was working with some model friends and calling upon them to kind of like help me, I don't know, gain traction. But I wouldn't let them tag me in any of the pictures because I oh, had okay. this crazy imposter syndrome that... I was terrified because all these other photographers, I were amazing photographers, New York City photographers, always complaining. Everyone's a photographer. Everyone thinks they're a photographer, uh, and I'm like, I can't be like that. I'll just, yeah. I'll just go do this other thing in, in secret um, until I was like, I am so much more than this, and uh, I have so much more to offer. Oh, and yeah. my, my vision for women specifically, I, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I opened the studio. You know, everybody thought I was nuts. I had no photography business. I had no clients. But I then went with overhead. Yeah. Because I knew exactly the, the place I wanted to go, like the lane I was going to be in. I didn't want to do families. I didn't, didn't want to do children. I had no desire to do weddings or anything like that. I knew exactly the type of photography I wanted to do, and I needed a studio for that. Mm. So. so, okay, now talking about <laughs> photography. Yeah. Uh, I want you to talk a little bit about it because I know, uh, like, all your posts are about empowering women mm-hmm. and finding their beauty. Yeah. And you really, like, it's beautiful. Uh, guys, you really have to go on her Instagram page. Um, it's beautiful how every woman that walks into your studio walks out just feeling 10 times more mm-hmm. beautiful, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, what is it that you're trying to capture for them? Um, so my brand, when I launched it, I called it Silk and Audacity. And it's based on even what is deep inside me. All my life, I have felt this juxtaposition, these two things that are constantly warring against each other. Um, you know, like the the makeup version of me and then the like really simple version of me that doesn't actually care for makeup. You know, I'm very happy to not wear makeup and mm-hmm. I feel very comfortable doing it. 
So, and it, but most people in that industry are very overly glam, overly fashionable. Like it, it attracts women that are of a different type. Yeah. So I've always had this weird, um, all my life in all things. I grew up in upstate New York and in, in total remote country. And I have an obsession with New York city. Yeah. So it was always very unsettling to me before I realized that that's actually very normal and part of the human experience. Um, and a lot of women experience it. And so I kind of launched it to kind of celebrate all the aspects of women, you know, that, that we feel like we have to choose one thing or the other. I have to be this like glam woman or I have to be this laid back woman. I love, you know, I love that guys. Right? You, do you hear what she just said? I'm going to have you repeat that again, <laughs> just because that is amazing of feeling of what you're saying, right? A woman feels they have to choose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you say you call it silk audacity. Silk and audacity, yeah. The, and it wasn't really until I started exploring it that I explored even the definition of silk. And the fact that silk is actually one of the most, like one of the strongest pieces of material. Uh-huh. It's um, very hard to break. And like it's it's very interesting to kind of go because I, I originally went with silk because it's like this delicate thing. It's a very delicate thing, but it's actually not. It's actually very strong and delicate. So even in the word silk, it kind wow. of matches like what I was going for. But then audacity, like, and audacity is usually a negative word, but uh-huh. kind of bringing it in a positive light. And I've had people be like, well, maybe you should change that. And I'm like, no, no. I'm not going, I'm not going. <laughs> like, I like it. I'm not changing it now. No. <laughs> um, but like, because audacity is really like, just to have the audacity to show up, to be fierce, to be bold. And sometimes we can be nasty. And like, but those two things exist. They don't cancel each other out. Yeah. They're both there. And we are complex beings. You know, women are, but humans in general, just complex. And that's okay. It's okay to be those things all the time. You can cry at tissue commercials and also be like a fierce boss bitch. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can, it's, it's fine. They both exist. And I feel that way too. Like, yeah. I am very tender and emotional, but I'm also kind of very aggressive. And again, like, you know, you kind of live your whole life in insecurities. Like, I don't know who I am, but it's like, that's who I am. Yeah. All of that is who yes. I am. It's, yes. you know, it's okay. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah. So my, I started that way and then just kind of capturing women and it quickly realized, I'm not sure if I realized the impact that I would have capturing women, but I quickly realized after much feedback that it has an incredible impact on people and not short term. It's not like this instant gratification. You feel great. You have a photo shoot and then you walk away and you're like, I still hate myself. Like I've heard from women that I've worked with, you know, even when I first started and they're like, I still feel like if, if I could have done that, if I overcame my insecurities, showed up in front of a camera and liked what I saw, it, it carries, you know, yes. you're still that person. So, that person doesn't change. Sorry. So these photos are just like, because they're, half naked or mm-hmm, naked mm-hmm. these women who mm-hmm. have insecurities so you're capturing all their flaws mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then making it look so effortless mm-hmm. and beautiful mm-hmm. and then just like so these women's their feedback what are what like they feel good what is it making an impact like long term right because they have these photos to mm-hmm. go back on and just like yeah. have their mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it um it's like a bunch of things, you know. I think first and foremost, beyond the photographs, it's that they showed up. Like be, yeah. beyond that, like they're so proud that they were able to overcome a lifetime of insecurities, yes. a lifetime of being told or a lifetime of telling themselves they're not good enough or they're ugly or they're too fat for this. Like whatever the nonsensical voice in their head has been, they overcame it in that moment. So mm. Doing that, I mean, like, we, whenever you've felt that, you know, in anything where you've mm-hmm. overcome a fear or an anxiety, you know, anything, that lasts. Mm-hmm. You're like, if I can do that, 
I can do anything. Or if I can do that, I can do that, you yeah. know? So I think that is kind of the base for a lot of people. And then liking the images, it, it tells them what a lie they've been believing is, you yeah. know, like when they, cause almost every woman is hesitant to even book a package that has 20 images because they cannot imagine liking 20 images yeah. of themselves. And I'm gentle with people. I don't like a pushy sales tactic because I know the work will speak for itself. The yep. experience will speak for itself. Yep. So I'm like, why don't you just go with the, you know, the little package and you can always upgrade. And then they end up liking too many images to, to narrow yep. down, right? Yep. You know, yeah. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> example, me. Yeah. <laughs> I, everyone does it. Now, to be honest, I'm like, I feel bad for you. I wouldn't be able to do yeah. it. I would sit on these for like three years and just because I would just look at them with the watermark on them. I don't know. Um, and they just so have such a hard time. Some people add on more images. And, and again, like having believed this lie in their head, whatever they look in the mirror and say to themselves, whenever they look down and say to themselves and then showing up and realizing none of it was true, mm. that has such an impact, you know, because then you start questioning all the thoughts in your head. You start questioning all the negative things you say about yourself or maybe everything in life. I don't know. And it, that lasts. Those yeah. just, you know, and so then the photographs are kind of like a bonus. I think what <laughs> also us as women sometimes, sometimes we'll go out and... While we're getting dressed, we like what we see. We yeah. think we look great, right? But then someone takes a photograph uh -huh. of you, and then it's like, ew. Yeah. Like, I, I look like that. I went out like that. But in reality, it's how you take the photograph. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. how to pose. Yep. And so you're able to pose them. Because that's essentially what every mm -hmm. other woman is doing, right. yeah. is posing the right mm -hmm. way. It's like, And yeah. so then they're able to see pictures and now. Feel confident. And mm -hmm. feel confident mm -hmm. because that's like... Yeah. amazing it's, yeah. it's crucial it's crucial <laughs> yeah i mean and i tell people all the time i'm like just because your friend took a really bad photo of you once doesn't mean that yeah. you're because my their favorite thing to say is i'm not photogenic and i'm like that nonsense <laughs> like like you took a picture in bad fluorescent overhead lighting yeah. and like from a crappy angle like yeah. that doesn't mean you're not photogenic anybody looks terrible like that yeah. i mean and um i started realizing too i wanted to market it as like this model for a day or this celebrity experience for a day yeah. because I came from that world. I know what that experience is like for these people watching them go through, watching them, first of all, walk in. Some of them are very beautiful without anything, yeah. you know? And so I always tell people, you can't, you can't tell yourself that, oh, they're only beautiful because they have retouching and makeup. Some people aren't, and you still have to be okay with that. Yeah. Some people are yeah. stunning, yeah. walking around with no retouching and no hair and makeup, and they're gorgeous, and you still have to be okay with that because that doesn't take anything away from you being beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I've watched it. I've watched the whole experience where they walk in, they get the professional hair and makeup, you know, high quality, highest yeah. of quality, um, which, you know, I do all the hair and makeup. I was about to say that. I was going to say, guys, she does it all. Like, you literally show up and she will do your hair, your makeup, and take your pictures. Mm -hmm. Like, she's a one-man show here. <laughs> My brain spins in circles sometimes, but it's fine. But, but, I mean, because I was, like, I can say I was a celebrity hair and makeup artist. I had an agency representation. Like, this is the highest quality yeah. hair and makeup. You're, you're getting celebrity makeup artist quality. Um, and you're getting celebrity lighting, you know, yeah. which makes a huge difference. So you're getting to experience when you look at the cover of a magazine, you're like, man, you know, yeah. I never would look like that. You can, yes. like, you know, and it, yeah. it doesn't mean that that anymore defines you than, you know, taking a cute selfie. It's just, you can get to experience that high level of, it's exciting and it's fun. And then you kind of get beautiful lighting and you get, yeah. you know, very, very like high end retouching. Like it's you get to feel like a celebrity for a day and you get that entire experience. Yeah. I think, I think what I like 
most of what you do is you cater to all women, mm-hmm. even some men. Yeah. You've had mm-hmm. some men in your in your yeah. studio, right? And I'm sure, yeah. like you know, you talk about women, but I'm sure like men that show up too, they have some insecurities mm-hmm. as well, right? So I just love that you cater to everybody and you really do pull them mm-hmm. out of their comfort zone, but in a comfortable way, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, and I love it. I think one of the pictures that I, I, I loved was uh, the lady with the motorcycle helmet. Oh my God, I love that one. Yeah, like I just, I, that was like so empowering. Mm-hmm. Like you could see mm-hmm. she just felt yeah. fierce that day. Yeah, because that's a badass picture. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> can you imagine having that picture of yourself? I mean, you can imagine yeah, that. Yeah. Yourself, you know, but like... Like having just some, I don't know, it takes you outside of your own mind. Yeah. And, and I also tell people, you know, because I shoot tethered to my computer um, and they can see it popping up. Nothing is changing. This yeah. I'm taking the picture. It's happening yeah. right now. And they sit there and they're like, is that me? And I'm like, that's actually you. Yeah. Like, I didn't do anything different. Yeah. You know, and I, I always say that like being a photographer is this crazy, unnatural gift. Mm-hmm. Almost. Like, and I don't mean like I'm unnaturally gifted. I mean... Most people, you can look at me and say, you're beautiful, and you can try and describe it to me, but you can't show me what you visually see. I have the actual opportunity to show people how I see them with a physical, like, physically, like, you, this is how I see (laughs) you. I can't. Yeah, exactly. I haven't touched it yet. Yeah, like, this is how I see you. This is actually how my brain is processing you. And most people around you are processing you. I've pulled you outside of your own mind and then let you sit on the outside for a minute. And that is such a crazy opportunity that I want all people to have, you know, yeah. because it's life changing. Have you ever had anybody like at a shoot, uh, just cry? Like they, they felt something emotional. Have you ever had that there? I have. Um, I don't, I don't know if I can think of someone specifically off the top of my head, but I have. And sometimes it's people going through things mm-hmm. because I don't cater, I don't market my services as any kind of gift to a man. Like, it's yeah. never for anyone. It's always marketed yep. specifically to women, for women. Yes. I don't, I mean, some people still come in and they yeah. give their albums to a man, but I'm like, oh, why? This is not what <laughs> it's I'm <laughs> Yeah, it's obviously for you. For you. Yeah. I'm not even trying to like beat around the bush. Like, it's yeah. obviously for you. Um, but some people come in in different stages of life. Yeah. So they come in um, sometimes, and I say this all the time some people come in at the beginning of their self love journey. Like, They've never thought much of themselves. They haven't even spent any time working on it. They're just starting out and this kicks them into gear. Mm. Some people come at the end where they're like, I've been working on this for years and I want to bring it all together in this, in this way. Um, And then some people come in after breakups. Some Mm. people come in, you know, birthday celebrations. So I think it depends on where that person is emotionally and how they can respond to seeing themselves, you know, in a way that they needed to see themselves. So let me ask you this question, right? So I know you do a lot of like self, mm-hmm. like you oh, work yeah. on it. What do you feel when you, right? Because you mm-hmm. say like you were raised in a, in a more rugged, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So when you take these pictures of yourself and you yourself mm-hmm, see them, mm-hmm. like, is it almost like, uh, like you're, you're shocked by it too at times? Absolutely. I, and I try to tell people that too. I, I do my own self portraits yeah. and I usually do them when I need them. You know, sometimes it's like, I just like, it would be fun to have some like things to post, but, um, almost always when I need them. And it, it's the same kind of shocking for me. And you'd think it wouldn't be because I've done this for so long for so many women and for myself, I've taken so many and I've taken them at various, even I, my weight fluctuates like crazy. I've been really fit when I've taken them. I've been, you know, COVID 
puffy, you know, yeah. so much <laughs> alcohol, like, like COVID COVID puffy. Oh my God, look at, I mean, just, and even just like unhealthy, you know, like so much alcohol, just yeah, bad, yeah. bad decisions yeah. and, and misery. And every time I've been shocked at what a lie my head is telling mm. me, I mean, it, like literally I'll take the picture and I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. All right. I might've gained, you know, some weight, but it's not nearly what I thought it would look like. And I don't mean, oh, I'm skinnier than I thought I was. I just mean, it's not ugly. Like you it's still not, find your beauty. Yeah. Like it's, picture, yeah. it's actually still beautiful. There's something beautiful within it and finding that. And then even capturing some emotive moment. And even for me, I've taken them at different moments in my emotional journey. Mm. So capturing very emotional feeling self-portraits yeah. feels right and i want to be able to share you know with so those. you're saying when you need it right just yeah. for anybody listening i don't want people to think like oh she needs it for mm -hmm. her instagram yeah. or she needs it for customers no mm -hmm. like you're saying like when you emotionally mm -hmm. need it and yeah. it's for you to kind of like almost like a booster right mm -hmm. like to make you feel good and yep. when you take these pictures, it's it's almost a refresher, mm -hmm. right? You you telling yourself, reminding yourself, hey, you have worth. Yep, you're gorgeous, no matter what you've yep. been through. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, that's empowering. Like, I love that. Like, you know, yep. um, I think the one the one thing that's still sticking out, right? I want to talk a little <laughs> more about your silk audacity, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So, in building that brand, not only for your photography, but mm -hmm. now you've incorporated it into other things, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm um like creams mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is there anything else that's coming out in yeah. that brand yeah so uh like my body butter is just everything love it guys <laughs> <laughs> you have to like it is better than coconut oil whoever yeah. uses that for the shine your skin is i love it i yes. love it i just tried it i did I'm i made serious. her try it just so you I know love it. it's so silky it's, so it's it's very creamy i love it it it's is great. it is it's great. I, and i'm like like the I can't do sales, right? Yeah. So I won't sell anything unless I fully believe in it. I've had lip balm in the works for like a year and a half now because I don't like the formula. I'm ready, like finally ready. I've committed to it. It's coming out. Lip balm is coming out. Nice. Um, but I'm like that. I won't. And so this, I was a coconut oil fiend. I mean, as a makeup artist yeah. in fitness, one of the biggest roles I had was just oil and everybody oh, yeah. up. If anybody <laughs> wants to know how they look so beautifully shiny and yeah. it's me with coconut oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, some people use other things like they'd use glycerin. And I hated that because I also love skincare mm. and I felt like glycerin just like trapped your pores. Like oh, it wasn't okay. actually very healthy for your skin. Um, so, and I found coconut oil was just healthy for your skin yeah. and lovely. So even among you know, it's a small fitness niche community. Most yeah. of the models be like, oh, you're the one with the coconut oil. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but yeah, so I love coconut oil. That was like kind of my thing. Coconut oil to remove makeup, still amazing. Um, but I wanted something a little heavier, like a little more, you know, because coconut oil is just very thin and mm -hmm. kind of, it mm -hmm. doesn't last as long, I think, as a hydration, you know, thing. Um, so I, we, you know, formulated this body butter and, it's just amazing. And I, I changed some of the ingredients, you know, the girl that makes it, she's amazing too. Um, and I changed, you know, we worked together to kind of change the ingredients to what I liked and yeah. what I wanted in, in my body butter. And then I started selling it and it's, uh, yeah, it's amazing. It, it, <laughs> it really looks is pretty. So oh, it yeah. looks like a cake. Yeah, and then it yeah. looks like no, a cake. It does. It, it looks like whipped cream in a like bottle cake. and it does smell great. So all like right, <laughs> guys, this is what it looks like for those watching on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It is a beautiful bottle. We'll I post mean, a picture. Yeah, we're going to post well. it. I mean, it is amazing stuff. I, I really, 
you know, I, I mean, I'm going to share a little bit of how I, I know you, right? Yeah, so yeah, people yeah. kind of get a little story, right? So uh, a couple years back, oof, we're talking maybe three years how old is oh my god linus yeah. yeah i think he was like one yeah yeah, but yeah so i i literally started uh taking helping take care of the kids right for fun and it, essentially yeah. i became like family because i love these kids these mm-hmm. kids are the, remind me of my niece and my nephew They're so cute. and oh they are really cute i love these kids they really do and uh we just kind of like formed like a friendship mm-hmm. from there because i just loved like everything you were about mm-hmm. what you did and when you started your like you know like when she was in the moment of like doubting yourself yep. I was like, no, do it. Like, you, <laughs> oh, you, you got this. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you got to do mm-hmm. this. Like, mm-hmm. this is, you're, you're meant for this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what your calling is yeah. because you were always about like just lifting people mm-hmm. up, you know, from the moment I met you, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's what shows in your work. Like you really want to pull the beauty out of every person that comes into that studio. I, I'll tell you, I think what I, what I think it is, it's, I took like something that is kind of one of my biggest weaknesses or, you know, it could be seen a bunch of ways, but I'm like a chronic oversharer mm. and I did it my entire makeup career and it kind of went 50, 50, probably, <laughs> probably more than 50, 50, like 75, 25. Uh-huh. Um, where like you, when you are secure in yourself and you can open up and you're not trying to hide, you're not, I'm not hiding anything. I'm, you know, it, it allows people the same, you know, they, they then feel comfortable to open up because mm-hmm. they don't have to hide. If you're not hiding, then I don't have to hide. Yeah. Um, and that was something that I did, you know, as a makeup artist and it, you know, in that industry, it's received kind of well, sometimes not mm-hmm. where people are like, uh, no, we're, we're all about putting on a show here. Like, yeah. um, and I took it and I was like, well, I'm going to go run my own show Yeah. and this is how I'm going to do it. And I, I go deep. And that's one of the reasons I, I've kept it just me and the client. Yeah, like I've tried, you know, it. hiring makeup artists and they're great and there's not a problem with it. But for right now, I haven't figured out how to recreate that without the environment we have. So it's just me and the client and we'll talk about the things, you yeah. know, and depending on the person, you know, we'll go deep on all different things. You know, yeah. I talk a lot about mental health. And so a lot of people feel comfortable, you know, opening up to me with their own struggles and think that's just part of it. I mean, you start off stripping people down and, and not physically, but emotionally. And when they can kind of feel open emotionally, it's a lot easier for them to kind of, for it to be even seen on camera, Yeah, you know? So, and I think that's the gift that I was meant for and to bring is to stop being ashamed of how much I overshare or how, mm-hmm. how open I am about some of the darkest times in my life Yeah, and, and actually just embrace it. So, all right, if you're you're watching this right on YouTube, you guys are going to see she is very put together. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous, right? So you're probably thinking, like, what is she talking yeah. about? Like, you know, like what? So if you're, if you're willing, right, um, just share a little bit of that, those struggles mm-hmm. that, you know, that you battle with because mm-hmm. it's really, it's real, right? Yeah. And then I love how you say that, like, because you're so open, people mm-hmm. are willing to open. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, like, share with everybody what it is that that really you know that your struggles mm-hmm. that that led you yeah um so i have bipolar disorder um bipolar one there's actually two types um where fun times of year usually around spring or summer i am manic mm-hmm. which is it's different for everyone which is also difficult for mental health because some people will be like well i don't have that i can't possibly be you know, whatever that is. And I struggle with a diagnosis for that reason, because when some people with bipolar are manic, 
they start doing drugs and they start doing all these crazy things. Mm -hmm. And that's not typically where my mania goes, but I definitely start making decisions where it's almost like you're a little, like little grasshopper on your shoulder. Like he just takes a hiatus. Like he's just on vacation and, and there's nobody to tell you no. And so every thought in your head, you're like, great idea. I'm doing it. Yeah. And it can go really (laughs) well for you. Right. Because like sometimes you make, you know, that confidence is contagious and people want to be around it. And, I'm usually, that's when I'm booking way more work or, yeah. you know, because you're confident and yeah. there's nothing make, telling you otherwise, yeah. um, except when you kind of start pushing limits and before you know it. And that's really the problem is even when you have people around you that are supportive and they're supposed to keep you on rails, they don't quite know either when it's going to just, the scale's oh, just going to tip okay. um, because it's going well, you're kind of outgoing. You're just, it's not going terribly until it does. And it's usually just some horrible decision, some... Um, in the past I had an affair, you know, um, and it was like, that was when I was diagnosed when I had the affair and, but I, I was so set on it. Like, like so sure I had even convinced all my friends. It was like totally the right decision. And then you wake up one day and it's, I've always said, it's like being in a car accident that you were pretty sure you were in the passenger seat. Mm. And when you wake up and all the cops are there and everybody's trying to figure out what happened, your hands are on the wheel. That's what it feels like. Wow. It's not, it's not like multiple personality disorder where you don't remember it, you know, where like somebody else is actually, you know, in there. You remember it, but it's like watching a movie. You don't associate with the decisions like, because I would never do that. I would never, why would I say that? Or why would I do those things? And, you know, over the years, you know, and then the depression is just an entirely other thing where it's literally like taking a, a flying leap from a, from a cliff and just way down into the valleys like Mm. you don't land on like level ground you just go down 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 way deeper and it is it's horrible I think I cried hysterically and you know usually when that happens to me it's just I can't stop crying um I at the time I was working for muscle and fitness magazine and I was sitting in the corner sobbing and I had really great relationships with the photographer and the um art director I think his name was his title was art director, but whatever. Um, all the people kind of in charge knew me well at, but this was they were trying to be so kind to me, but also like you, you have a job to do. I'm like, and I'm just like crying hysterically. They're like, Christine, can you just, just go powder them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like, and it was so bad. And I, I cried hysterically the whole way home. I took a train and I had moved out because it was, you know, all the decision makings. And so I, I had moved out. I was trying to take a train home. I made like an emergency appointment with a therapist. And I cried the entire hour, like mm. sobbed, like was like, uh, like couldn't speak words. And she was like, you have to go to the hospital. Mm. Like you have to go straight there. I don't know what they're going to do for you, but you cannot go home. I was like, okay. So I drive, start driving myself to the hospital and I get pulled over and I'm like, what? Like, and so yeah. I'm, I'm still sobbing and the cop is like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I had a broken taillight. Like I wasn't even like speeding. Yeah. It was just the most asinine thing. And he's like, and I, you know, blurted out. I'm like, I don't want to be alive. Like I've made these horrible decisions yeah. in my life and I don't know what to do. And he's like, I can't let you leave now. Yeah. You just told me you don't want to be alive. Oh, I have to call an ambulance. And I'm like, I, look at my GP. I'm literally going to the hospital. He's like, yeah. I can't let you go. So that's like one of the like craziest, wow. like, wow scenarios and it just kind of really defines like that depression and the EMTs kind of did felt me out on the on the ride there yeah. and they were like you don't want to die and if yeah. you tell them that when you get to the hospital you're going to be in like a whole world of of much more pain yeah. you know um 
I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful for everyone every step of the way. Um, but that's really what got me diagnosed mm. because there had been other times, but it's so mental health is so hard. You know, mental illness is so hard because you're so, your brain is very convincing. Yeah. And why would you have any reason to not believe it? Yeah. Uh, that's It's your mind and everybody else goes and believes their own thoughts. Why can't I believe mine? And, mm-hmm. And you quickly realize it's just, it's a very weird and disturbing um, thing. So that's really what got me diagnosed. And there's been um, highs and lows the whole time and just other kind of devastating events and, or just situations that you look back on and you're like, I don't want that to have been me, but it was me and we have to work through that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just some horrible things that I'm not totally willing to talk about yeah. quite yet, but um, in like a year, you know, last year, the situation that could have ruined my career, mm. could have ruined my life as I knew it, everything, everything I had worked for, I I almost totally destroyed. And I, for all intents and purposes, I did, uh, but it didn't happen. So I finally was like, I have to be relentless in my yeah. approach to healing. I have to, you know, and because you've, you know, if, if anybody has out there experienced mental illness, get psychiatrists sometimes have their heads up there you know like it's it's, you know therapists I had a I had a therapist in the early days one of them um started talking to me about like past lives which is not something that I particularly believe in and Mm -hmm. so I'm like this is just not gonna work like I mean if if, if that's your approach to like helping me process my thoughts like it's not gonna work for me and then I had another okay so in that that time that I just described I showed up and this girl she was like kind of young which is you know maybe fine but I noticed that she was just like a little uneasy probably really new yeah and I I was in that moment where I was like still sobbing hysterically there was no stopping me from just crying for like three months straight and I'm also a very open person so if you sit me down I've got an hour we've just got to cover all the bases so that I can start moving to like the healing (laughs) right and I just start rattling off like all the things that kind of got me to this place and I kid you not she interrupts me and goes do you ever just stop (gasps) <gasps> and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. What? Wow. And she goes, do you, I mean, uh, do you ever just stop? Like, um, and she like tried to like back it up in some way. I don't, I don't remember how, how she backed it up. Like, do you ever just like take a minute for yourself? And I was like, no. Yeah. We and go. for the remaining, <laughs> like, like 30 minutes, I just sat there and she like gave me a, a paper to fill out. Like how depressed are you? And I checked all the really, really hard, like really, really depressed boxes. And she's like, Oh, okay. This is a problem. And I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Like <laughs> that's why I'm here. Yeah. And so, and so I, I, it's, it's horrible. You know, anyone out there that's never experienced this, they're like, why don't you just go get a therapist? Yeah. Because they're terrible. Like yeah. a lot of them are terrible. Or why yeah, don't you so- just go get meds? Like, <laughs> We have said this another podcast. <laughs> yeah, where yeah, we legit a story, <laughs> and it's just like that's what we say. It takes time yeah, to find a yeah. decent therapist. Like, but when you're in that, I don't have time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> you're right. She's le- like, she that's a legit perfect doesn't point. have the time because you're you're spiraling. And I'm sorry. And then it takes enough effort to make the phone call. Yes. And not only that, I mean, you've probably made six phone calls because five of them didn't answer. The sixth one doesn't take your insurance. Yeah. And then you call six more places and uh, like literally none of them that call you back. Like what is happening? So true. So true. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I've experienced <laughs> yeah. it. She's like, yes, fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try to find my own. Yeah. And then finally, like my doctor, then someone calls me mm-hmm. and then we had an appointment scheduled and she didn't yeah. confirm. And like, I'm just like, mm-hmm. That just what is happening? That yeah. schedule just went and, and then when I'm on the phone with the mm-hmm. girl, 
she seemed like she was doing errands. Yes. Like, and uh, just, oh my god, I've had that too. I've had we. So my husband and I just went and we tried to find like a, a th- couple yes. therapists, right? Yes. And and first of all, he hates like the digital virtual stuff, but I think he's coming around to yeah. it. But but if it's like if it all goes wrong, he's really like had enough of it. Yeah. So we had this one woman. I kid you not, looked like she just like rolled out of bed. Like her hair was like oh, really jacked no. and like not all about physical appearance, yeah. but like. It's professionalism. <laughs> and and then she also, like, her thing kept cutting out, and she just kept asking us, oh, God, like, if we had any questions. And I'm like, no, you you yeah. should have. I don't care about you. Like, I don't need to know about you. I, you should have questions for us and, like, get to know us a yeah. little and, like, our story. And I three times she asked if we had any questions, and I was like, what? Yeah. So when you finally, after 17 phone calls, get a therapist, and they're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Then you have to it's, start over. Exactly. It's, it's frustrating and it's, it's, it's like the opposite of encouraging yeah. because then you just like don't want. Mm-hmm. I think that forces people to give up. Well, yeah, absolutely. Because, because again, you're in a state of depression. You've already given up. You're in a state of giving up. Like I want to give up. I want to give up my life. I want to give up everything. I want to give up my job. I question every decision yeah. when I'm like that. I don't I want to just. I don't want to exist. Yeah. My my therapist and my like psychiatrist call it um, passive suicidal ideation where you're not going to, you don't, you don't think of killing yourself. Like you don't mm. think of the act. You just really would like to not totally wake up one day. Mm. Just like, like you got hit by a car, like you'd be fine, you know? And, and so it's a weird place to be in, but that's it. I mean, if I'm already given up, like I'm not looking for hope. I'm, mm. I have no hope left. So I'm not looking for a therapist. It takes all of your energy to f- put forth that effort only when only to find none yeah. or or one and they suck and you have to start over yeah so you're already discouraged and that just sets you all the way back and i've seen so many people it myself included i mean because for years i did not take this relentless approach to healing but yeah. i've seen so many people just it's so disheartening and they just give up yeah and it's crazy i mean what it's a horrible industry it's just horrible. It, it is it's it's tough it's like what you're saying right you're 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 trying to find your help mm-hmm but then you can't find your help. Yep. So then people are kind of like, well, then I just give up. Yeah. Right. And it, it kind of boils down to, again, like, right. It's not only finding your beauty, it's finding your strength. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because after you feel in that mm-hmm. way, right, you're trying to rebuild. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a lot mental. Finding yeah. your beauty is even mental. It's all how you are processing the world, how you're processing yourself. And like, even a lot of people look at themselves negatively based on like the things they've done, you know, mm. like if they've got a stupid decisions or horrible, horrible things that they've done or that they live with guilt and regret. They can't look in the mirror and like themselves because it's not just the physical. There's so much more involved, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like layers. Yeah. There's so many layers. So, um, yeah, it's all mental and, you know, even like psychiatrists, same thing. Oh my God. I've, and, and the same process. Like if you try medication, if you're finally like, all right, I can't do it with health and diet. I can't fitness my way into being stable. (laughs) I tried. It just didn't go well for me. Um, you finally get a psychiatrist. I got, I've had like the nastiest psychiatrist and I finally was done with her. And I'm so glad because now I have an incredible psychiatrist. Oh, good. Um, but like she gave me this medication and I kid you, I just cried again, like cried hysterically for like two months. Mm. And it was just, or I took one medication and it gave me horrible restless leg syndrome that I still have today after like, so it's this, again, like this process when people are always like, "Ah, just go on medication or just like, yeah. not it's that easy. Not as and the, the process of even failing, it does one it doesn't do wonders for your mental health. You're you're just failing, you then know. You have to constantly adjust it, right? Constantly, like yeah. It, 
mm-hmm. because then if it makes you feel too groggy mm-hmm. or too this yep. or too that, mm-hmm. or yeah. then you're um, at an unrecognizable yep. Yep. phase. Okay, then you're not your energetic self. Yep. You're yep. you're just doing things to do it, yep. and it's like it's yeah, a and then yeah. Yeah, and if you don't trust your psychiatrist, and this is something that I've even realized through being able to trust my psychiatrist now, I like him and I trust his judgment. Mm. So if you go to him and you're like, I feel groggy, and if you trust your psychiatrist and they're like, okay, well, that's, you know, that should pass, or they're like, okay, well, if we raise your dose, you know, like you have to be able to trust them because they're going to give you suggestions. And I've had psychiatrists that I just didn't trust, and I'm like, well, you haven't really built a trust so far. Yeah. Everything you've given me sucks. So, like, I don't trust when you tell me to wait it out or, yeah. you know, whatever you're, you know, to go on a different medication. I, I don't trust your judgment anymore. Um, but being able to trust them and you can kind of work through those side effects and know that they're going to kind of get you, they're going to get you there. Yeah. So. So with everything that, that you shared, right, because uh, you're, you're married, you have three kids, mm-hmm. Um run a business you run a business right yeah you do all these things she homeschooled yeah like she legit yeah she picked up homeschool and she was like that's it i'm gonna homeschool my kids um the days that you feel not energetic Mm -hmm. right what is it inside of you that forces you to get up and say i have to keep going um that's a good question i mean like like when i'm in those depressive Mm -hmm. states um, I guess just because I have to, <laughs> like yeah. I have a lot of responsibilities <laughs> and I, if I don't show up, I mean, there's just like, there's like a weird, I guess, integrity in, in me that I like, I won't bail on commitments or like, I try to kind of maintain because I've also seen how it hurts others, you mm. know, like when you bail on commitments or stuff like that, like, so you just show up, it's like a fake it till you make it situation. And sometimes it's hard, a lot harder than others. Like I've... <laughs> showed up to things like sobbing hysterically and like wiping my face off and then, you know, just walking in the door. Um, that, yeah, I don't know. Even my business, you know, just dedication to making it work. Um, I, I don't really know what there's been really times at nothing, you know, there, there was a couple years ago. I, when I was super depressed, I just ran and I hate running. But I just like I just ran. I just decided that was gonna be my thing. But I would literally stay in bed all day, get up, go run two miles, and then like shower and go back to bed. Like it was the craziest thing. But it's just it eventually it lifts, and you just you know if you can kind of have good habits to start, try and maintain as much as them as possible, so that it kind of you can come out of it a lot faster. Now I have medication. Oh, and, that, and it's good. It's right. Medication is key. If it's yeah. helping, that's that's great. Like you know. And, like, for people listening that are probably like, man, that's me. I feel Mm -hmm. that way. Like, they, you know, you said you just do it, right? Like, you're like, it's my responsibility. I have to get up. Like, uh, is there anything inside of you sometimes, right, with your kids that you're like, I don't want them to see Mm -hmm. me give up? Yeah. Like that. Um, No, actually, it's the opposite. It's um, they'd be better off without me. That's, that's like the entire voice in my head. And a lot of people have, you know, the, I gotta do it for my kids or whatever. And I'm like, no, hundred percent. They would be so much better without a bipolar mother. Mm. Um, but someone said something to me once and I'll never forget it because it like rocked my whole worldview. And they, they were like, what makes you think they're not going to have the same struggles you have? Like mental illness even, I mean, it's pretty genetic too. Like, like what makes you think and who better to, to serve them, to help them through these thoughts that they might not recognize or that they're going to struggle with than their mom. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. And that and that thought is what kept me 
going pretty much any time I wanted to stop because nice. because that I mean I've lived with mental illness now and and the reprieve or the um I don't know what's what you would call it but it kind of comes from knowing you're not alone yeah you know and hearing other people's stories or just kind of having that support and thinking of my children having these same struggles or having going through these things and being shamed by society or or just being shamed by themselves mm-hmm. for not fitting into society you know totally um, that, that, that kind of rocked me. I really wanted to be able to be there for them. Yeah. And that's good because then you're setting it an open communication mm-hmm. with your kids mm-hmm. and you're letting them know like, Hey, yeah. if you feel this, mm-hmm. come to me. Yeah. Like I can relate with you. I can talk to you, you know, because it's true, right? Yeah. We don't, as moms, we don't know what the future holds mm-hmm. for our kids, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. All we can do is pray for yeah. them to yeah. be covered, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and hope for something better for them, right. you know? Um, wow, guys, I, I really hope I, I was touched. <laughs> like it was, you know, it was great. And thank you for being so open Yeah, because it's not only the outer beauty, mm-hmm. it's your work inside. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. and talking about mental health is something that we, yeah, we we're huge about. about that. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, you know, Finding a good therapist, finding, mm-hmm. we're going to put all the resources mm-hmm. again. In our <laughs> again, and then her stuff um, yeah. so that you can reach out to her if you're in the Jersey area and want a photographer, like she's here. Yeah. Um, but overall, like you being open about your internal mm-hmm. work yes. also helps with your outer work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that is key in finding your beauty Yeah, because when you're feeling down or depressed, mm-hmm. then you're not going to find the beauty right. outside either. Yeah. Um, you can fake it till you make yeah. it, yeah. but then yeah. initially inside, you're still going to feel that way. And finding the way to work. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask you one last okay. thing, right, for our listeners. Uh, what is it? that you want to share to women right now that are struggling emotionally, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Struggling for themselves to find the beauty within Mm -hmm. and believing the lies, right? That they keep hearing in their head. What, what is the advice that you would like to give to them? Hmm. Um, I think, I mean, it's hard to stop believing the lies, but I think when you start looking at where the lies come from, and the motives behind them. I mean, we're told from like birth that we're not good enough. There's all these products and things that are just pushed on us, like your cellulite or your hair, or like whatever it is, it's just kind of like shoved. So it's really hard to rewire those thoughts. They've been with us for a long time. You know, it's not just society's, you know, physical expectations. It's the products and the brands and the marketing that has been shoved at us our entire lives. Mm-hmm. And to kind of realize, yeah, like, okay, that they had motive there. Like they want us to buy their, they want us to feel bad first so that we can buy their product. Mm. So, you know, it's like this weird manipulation tactic that a lot of businesses use, like create a, create a problem so you can fill the need. Mm. You know, wow. you're, you're creating the, the wow. you know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> when you start looking at the world yeah. through like everyone has a motive, it's yeah. a little twisted. It's <laughs> dark up in here, but but you kind of get like a more realistic view. Like they're, they're making a problem in you because they can't sell you a product if you don't have a problem. Mm-hmm. If you looked at, if you never, if you went your whole life without with, looking at your cellulite, you didn't even realize it was a thing. Your cellulite's a, a thing I just have on my body. And then one time a brand comes out and is like, this is a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have better 
then you start thinking differently towards your thing and you want to buy that product because now this is the, they've created a problem in your brain. Um, so I think that like, that is like key to rewiring your brain. And I, I say it a lot, like just reject, reject all that. Just start rejecting it. Just say, what if it, what if that's not true? Yeah. What if it's not true? Yeah. And then I don't know, just be, be yourself. Everybody wants you. Nobody wants a version of you. They want, because if, if you show up, everyone else can show up. It's just a domino effect. Yeah. Beautiful, wow. beautiful guys. Like, <laughs> listen, I, I, I am definitely like share your Instagram so people can follow you. I'm at what is Christy. Yes. So <laughs> I need you guys to like and follow her pictures, um, her products again, Silk Audacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love how you expressed what Silk is. Mm-hmm. So I think to all the women, I want you mm-hmm. right to mm-hmm. take a little bit of uh, what she said. Right, you're that Silk. You're elegant yeah. and strong. Yeah, like it's both unbreakable. Things, yeah, yeah unbreakable. <laughs> it's so it is it's, it is so crazy. If you like Google the definition of Silk and just I was blown away. I probably did it way after, way after I went with it, but I was like, oh, this works. It's good. Perfect. Point for me. Yeah, it's perfect. No, I love it. So, I mean, from today, guys, right? Um, I want you to understand you are stronger than you think you are. You are beautiful in every aspect. And uh, I think Kirstie said it best, right? Stop believing the lies that, that, you know, all these products try to tell you and Mm -hmm. be yourselves, be true to who you are. So uh, here's another episode. We thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being on with us. Thank you for having me. And uh, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and uh, follow our guest today, guys, at What is Christy. Make sure you guys uh, schedule an appointment with her. Yes. We'll put all the everything in the description bar for you guys to follow, like, and resources for you guys as well. Yes. 